Blog Talk Radio. Friday night, we're here. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. And shout out to the purple one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Uh, um, oh, I thought you were talking about the. Uh, oh, Barney. Barney. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Well, Smurf. Is, is he still around? Me. Barney still around? Oh. I don't know. Okay. But I was referring to Prince. Uh oh. Tomorrow out. is the second anniversary of his uh departure. Mm-hmm. So we will be incorporating mm-hmm. some tributes to Prince throughout the show. Tonight. He's a father to one of your children, right? Yeah, that is my baby daddy. Okay. One of my children. All right. Okay. That's my son's father. Okay. All right. Yeah, but you know, I never wanted anything from him. <laughs> You know, we just had an understanding like that. You didn't want any pain? Hey, no. hey, hey. I didn't want anything from him. Okay. It's all good. Okay. You know, I'm not a gold digger. Whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway, how you doing tonight, Kettle? Welcome back to the studio. Well, thank you. Not doing too bad. I'm glad to be back. Okay. I have my cocktail in my hand. All right now. And Papa Didi, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. For Friday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now. I'm a year older since the last time I was on the radio. Oh, you had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy well, happy birthday, birthday to you. Mm-mm-mm. Does Stevie want to sing to you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the right. me some brown liquor. All right, man. We, we well, then that was a happy birthday. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. I hear that court. Way to pour. Uh-oh. There it is. Drum roll. Uh-uh. Over the Brown like on ice patrol. All right, now. All right, uh, Kettle, can you give us the rundown for the night? Sure thing. We got a lot going on, so we live. We're going to give it to you live. Okay. Our hot topics tonight. Hmm, let me see if I can pronounce this one. What you tell me was? Theta. Uh-uh. Theta. Theta Tau. Theta Tau. Mm-hmm. Fraternity and Syracuse suspended after racist videos revealed. No, 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 no. This week in politics, a men, uh, also a, a men arrested at Starbucks say they were afraid for their lives. We're going to really get into that. Our hit it and quit it headlines, Harvard community responds to video of police assaulting students. Also, NYC um, finale removes statue of doctor who experimented on enslaved women. Another no-no. The wow. true story of how April 20. Became Weed Day. Hmm. Also, Southwest gives $5,000 checks to passengers on Flight 1380. Hmm, interesting. Wells Fargo, again, said to be um, targeted of a $1 billion U.S. fine. 
And uh, Dick Sporting Goods, CEO, no longer selling assault rifles. Yay. Uh, What's popping with Papa Didi? Got a surprise for us tonight. Our weird news, homeowner finds naked intruder in her tub. Mm-mm. Also, town wants UFO memorial moved. And pet raccoon inhaled too much pot. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> of course, y'all can get out with me, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying with red wine, the cycle of ignorance. Also, living for the city with Papa D. Got another big surprise for us. My Hollywood wrap-up, I'm going to talk about the demise, unfortunately, of our favorite show, Scandal, uh, Prince, and also David Copperfield. Cocktail of the week is Space Gin Smash. Woo! Okay, SGS. Also, our kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. All right, we're going to let Prince take us out to a break. Get into this first hot topic for the night. Sure, come on with it. 
Oh, that's me, huh? Yeah. I thought I was going to sit back and relax. No, no. no that's to work. me. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. You go <laughs> first. Do you see it in front of you? No, I don't. Actually, it is you. Well, that's what it's you is when you actually see the story. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Woo! Woo! All right, this, this fraternity called Faka Laka Flaka. Really? Taka Nayaka. See, here we go. Flaka. Fata Tau. Fata Tau Fraternity at Syracuse, suspended after racist video was revealed. Now, what are these people? Now, that name looks like it's maybe an Asian uh, fraternity, perhaps. Those are all Greek fraternities. Oh, I know they're Greek, but I'm talking yeah. about the people. Oh, they're um, Caucasian persuasion. Right? Yes, they were. Did you see them? Yes, I did. Okay. Right. Caucasians with a fraternity called... Uh, How you pronounce it? Taka? Fata Tau. Fata Tau. <laughs> membership of 20. Uh, okay. But doing their usual rituals where they all are in their 20s and they've grown up with so much racism in their heart that they had no choice but to uh, instrument it and their, uh, put it in their different uh, pledges. So anyway, video showing a group of men laughing uh, 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 outrageously uh, at the uh, performances and, and punctures of uh, racial language against blacks, Jews, Hispanic. My goodness, I, I put red wine. You said they were just going after blacks. They were in on all these different ethnic uh, ethnic groups. They don't like and, anybody. And similar sex acts have rolled the uh, campus of uh, Syracuse University. And a fraternity there had been, uh, an end of fraternity had been suspensions. Uh, Chancellor uh, Ken Seymour said Wednesday that the school suspended uh, Takata, you say? A professional engineering fraternity. For videos he described as racist, anti Semitic, mm-hmm. and homophobic. All right. Sexist and hostile to people with disabilities. Damn, they just like went they just everybody. So who are they? What is what are they? They're the perfect people. Bunch of young white guys. That's all. They're perfect though. They, they think they are. I they guess. got it all together. Yeah. Okay. So it's just them. Uh, go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. No, it's a national organization. Said they're investigating them and um, and their behavior. And descriptions were not. Um, representative of a very diverse organization. They claim that we have that those type of people in our group period. So making fun at it is actually make, like making fun of their own friends and it's always an alibi. That's a bunch of crap. I think we used to have a little recording that said that, didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where is this? This happened in uh, Syracuse, New York. Oh boy. No state. That's the answer. That's it. That's why. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy, crazy Caucasian persuasion people. The Daily Orange is a student newspaper because uh, Syracuse colors is orange. As a matter of fact, Camilla um, oh. Anthony went to that school. They have a big basketball program, don't they? Yeah, Camilla Anthony went to that school. Mm-hmm. He didn't graduate. He opted out for the NBA. So anyway, um, The the, the school now is like, um, reading on here, it says that they 
held a, held a gathering on Wednesday to promote community uh, dialogue. About 100 people marched through the campus carrying signs and chanting. About 400 attendees, about 400 attended a three-hour discussion on uh, racial diversity and uh, sensitivity. Same old, same old thing, you know. Mm-mm-mm. These people are a mess. Yeah. Where do, where is it? So, what, they shut the fraternity down? Yeah, they suspended them. Like I said, they ain't shut them down. They no, they ain't suspended them. They ain't expelled them. They basically told them take a break. Huh? Right. Come back in three days. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the big thing is they're discriminating certain people. They don't, they don't want them to be. Well, they the had them. I saw what I could find of the video. And they, it, you know, it's just the typical dumb stuff that people do when they're pledging for a fraternity. Right. But they had them basically saying, you're going to take the pledge. Mm-hmm. And the guys were down on their knees. And he said some stuff like, repeat after me. Mm-hmm. I will keep hatred in my heart oh. against blacks, Hispanics, oh, Jews, especially Jews, you know, but they had a bunch of other profanity right. laced right. in it and, and defamatory nicknames for all of the different cultures and races and whatnot. So people on the campus, I guess somebody who was there recorded it, right. and it got out in the campus paper. Gotcha. Leaked it or something like that, and that's how it all got out. That doesn't sound like some racist stuff. It's just crazy. And they were laughing and just having a good old time. But they, they always have an funny. alibi at the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, it they came back and apologized, talking about, oh, it was just a parody. It was all, right. you know, it was all a joke. You know, it wasn't anything for real. It wasn't serious. Really. But okay. it's funny how that wasn't serious always. Black folks always get... We're always in that that insult. We're always in their mouth. They always talk. Mm-hmm. Always. Y'all talk and when they get busted. Right. Oh, we were just kidding. Gosh, y'all can't take a joke. Right. Mm-hmm. No, mofo, we can't take a joke. You know? Yeah. You haven't done anything else that year to support us. So where'd that come from? You know what I'd like to know is how much is that tuition cost? Syracuse College tuition cheap. is expensive, mm-hmm. especially at schools that have big sports programs. Right, big money. You pay through the nose and a few other places to get up in there. Now, whether you're paying out of pocket or whether you got grants or student loans or mom and dad are writing a check, mm-hmm. somebody's paying. Right. Whether it's the the family or the state, somebody's paying. But I think for them to do this of, kind of stuff. I think that was a lot of. A dialogue and rhetoric, in my opinion, because there's no way them white folks can scave or get around all those different nationalities that exist today. How do you how do you do that? Well, you know what's really funny is that if you really look at it, and I'm sure they know this, they are now the minority when you consider no, all not. the people of color combined versus people of so-called non-color. They are in the minority, and I think that's why they fight so hard and mm-hmm. act the way that they do, because they are struggling trying to maintain their superior position, because it's it's crazy. To me, this goes back to when I think about slavery, the, the what was that called, the passage, mm-hmm. when all the uh, Africans were brought here on ships. Mm-hmm. People, it still boggles my mind. 
that you had, what, a handful of white men with guns mm -hmm. and hundreds and hundreds of Africans on a ship Why couldn't they overpower who felt them? like they could not take down right. this handful of white people. Right. Why couldn't they overpower Why them? Why couldn't they overpower them? And the problem was because they weren't unified. Right. Because Divided you had conquer. people speaking in different languages who could not communicate, and the ones who were of the same language, the white folks were smart enough to break them up. So it's like if you speak whatever and you speak that, y'all two can't be together. So I got to put you over here and put you on another side of the ship. So you're surrounded by people who don't speak your language. And divide and conquer is very popular today. Exactly. So you have people who are working with fear. Mm -hmm. And, of course, once you shoot a few people in cold blood in front of folk, right. now you got fear in them. Right. And they're thinking, well, as soon as he get rid of that gun, I'm going to do something. Mm -hmm. But now you've seen mm -hmm. them kill people's children. You've right. killed women and whatnot in cold blood, throwing them in the water where the sharks are. You got that intimidation factor going, but you would yeah. still think, you know what, if we all band together, they can't kill all of us. Mm -mm, ain't gonna happen. We will kill them before they kill all of us. Right, we would think that. Exactly. But you would think, I mean, just looking at the the numbers, statistically, right. we can overpower them. Right. You know, we might lose some in the battle. We'll right. obviously lose some. Right. But we won't lose everybody. But the chances of us surviving this trip mm -hmm. and doing whatever they think they're going to do to us when we get there is mm -hmm. definitely not in our favor. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying, you know, it makes you wonder, like, wow, they really had to be playing a mind game oh, on sure, sure. See, to make them feel like I don't have a choice right. in this situation. And who would say they didn't threaten their family? You know, we're going to bring your family over here and they're going to threaten them, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. They had to have a serious mind screw going on. Sure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, is that the end of that one, Papa Didi? Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to this uh, this week in politics. I got kind of a summary because there was so much crap going on. My goodness. Oh, gosh. That, that Trump man is like the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. So this week, uh, the Justice Department released uh, some redacted versions of memos you know, when they redact them is when they take the black marker and cut out parts. Mm -hmm. So you can see some, but then things are blacked out. Anyway, redacted versions of memos from James Comey, who's been, like, making the tour of all the different talk shows about conversations that he had with Trump when he was the FBI director. And it revealed that Trump had reservations about Michael Flynn even way back when. He talked about media leaks. Trump was always, you know, pressed about media leaks. And Trump had, was talking about his recollection of Putin telling him that Russia had the most beautiful hookers in the world. So That's all true. of that was in these memos. So in other news, Rudy Giuliani has now joined Trump's legal team on a so-called limited basis <laughs> after the team struggled to find lawyers that were willing to defend him with this Russia probe. <laughs> He didn't now, promise how crazy that. He, he didn't promise. He that. must have promised that man. I'm a. I'm a. Yep. Some. I, I don't know what he told yeah, him. He promised him some good stuff. So now Giuliani is part of the legal team. He <sighs> thinks he's going to be the golden boy and fix everything. Oh, I guess. Lord. Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, has dropped lawsuits against Fusion GPS and BuzzFeed regarding the production and publication of the infamous Russian dossier. Cohen has alleged that the dossier contained false information about his family ties with the Russians and also damaged his professional reputation. 
So because he now has dropped his lawsuit, it means he doesn't have to turn over information about himself to the companies he was trying to sue. Mm. So if you think about it, it made sense for him to just say, you know what, I'm going to take that back. Because now he's going to sue these companies and saying, y'all did this and that, you messed up my reputation. Mm-hmm. Well, then they start saying, well, then you need to provide, you know, certain information records to us. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was like, no, I'm not trying to give you all that information, so I'll just drop the lawsuit. Anyway, um, also, some Republicans have said that they're not rushing to get on the bandwagon for Trump's reelection campaign. He's already planning that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it hasn't even been two years yet. It sure hasn't. <laughs> You're already trying to get your reelection campaign going? And some of the Republicans are not jumping on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. They're kind of waiting to see. You see, homeboy, he left. He leaving. I don't believe him. Yeah, Paul Ryan said, look, yeah, let me off of this crazy train. Mm-hmm. Um, a federal judge in California Friday said that he's waiting to hear from President Trump's attorney, Michael Cohen, directly before deciding whether to issue a stay in the civil suit regarding Stormy Daniels, the uh, porn star. Daniels wanted to get uh, a void on the contract she signed, the uh, non-disclosure contract. Mm -hmm. So they took it to the judge, and the judge's name is uh, James Otero. Otero is saying that he wants to wait until he can get all the information, and he needs to know whether or not Cohen is going to take the plea to fifth. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mess going on with that. And lastly, Trump will not be attending the funeral of Mrs. Barbara Bush because he said it would be too disruptive. It sure would. But his wife, First Lady Melania, is going to attend along with several past presidents. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thing on that. How do you think it's too disruptive? Are you that disliked, um, or I would venture to say that hated, that attending the uh, a previous first lady's funeral, you think that's going to be disruptive? How is that disruptive? Do you think people would actually disrespect Barbara Bush and Boo or something when you come in there? I don't think so. He, he couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. I think he's just being rude and disrespectful, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. You're probably right. Because I don't understand that. I think that is a bunch of bull and a cop-out. How do you say, oh, because it'll be too disruptive? He's down there in Mar-a-Lago. The funeral's in Houston. (laughs) You're right there. I know. You're already burning up taxpayer dollars running back and forth to Mar-a-Lago. He does not care. He clearly doesn't care. One of his... He might be there. Who knows? He might not even show up for that. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but he does. He doesn't care. He can probably. I just, can I also just say, how does he get away with conducting official business out of his resor- his personal resort <laughs> in Florida? That's a good question. I don't understand that mm-hmm. because if you recall, by what around October. September, something like that. Mm-hmm. Secret Service said their budget was already gone. Oh, sure. For covering him. Well, who's paying for because him? Because of all he, he trips back and forth to Mar-a-Lago. Right. But yet, he still runs back and forth to Mar-a-Lago like it's across the street from the White House. It's, it's so gonna, where's the money coming from? It's going to end up being a deficit. By the time he get out of office, it's going to be a deficit. Yeah, I'm saying where's the money coming from? It's, it's just going to be a deficit. Everything's going to be gone. 
They're going to be grabbing from the next president, I guess, from that budget. But that money has to come from somewhere now. What are they doing? They're going to take it from Social Security? You're going to take it out of the other agency budgets? They're going to print it. They're going to print more? Well, that's going to cause another situation. Probably so. They're probably already printed it. Well, you can't just put money in <laughs> circulation and think it won't. Well, anyway. Ooh, it's anyway, Donald Trump. Hey, you keep that's going to get me fired up. I'm not even going to go there because it really pisses me off. It does. It hey, does. You're not going to go to the funeral of Barbara Bush because you think it'll be too disruptive. He really what said that. Yes, that's what they said. Oh, God. <laughs> what kind of crock of crap is that? Oh, boy. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments tonight, you want to hit us up, let us know. <laughs> What's going on in your mind? 914-803-4306. Oh, and press one. Press one to get in the key. Good grief. Maybe you guys can call red wine down. Good Lord have mercy. Take, take another step. I ain't never <laughs> Yeah, let me get a step. <laughs> I ain't never heard any mess like this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what else is happening? Well, I'm going to round up the last hot topic, as everybody has, has seen. And it's been all over Twitter and everything else. Well, we do have a caller, so do you want to pick the caller up first? Sure. And then we'll hit that one? Sure. Let's go and pick the All right. Let's get a caller on the line, and then we'll go to that last hot topic. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. You are live on the air. Go right ahead with your comment. Yes, and hello. How y'all doing tonight? Fine. How are you? you? How are you tonight? And leave him alone now. I told you. (laughs) I will not. I told you. Leave him alone. Really? Yeah, he say uh, uh, the film gonna be disrupted and it's gonna cost too much money for all the security that he gonna need. Oh, bull! I'm calling so bull gonna send, on that. So he gonna so he gonna send her. What is she gonna do? She don't even talk to nobody. Okay. <laughs> she gonna <laughs> she talk to him in another nobody. language, I guess, in Russia. Just gonna sit there and look at him. Just gonna sit there and look. Probably don't talk to nobody. Well, maybe somebody will approach her so she won't feel, you know. She's going to sit there and smile. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Poor baby. Oh, she maybe she goes there with her son. Oh, she maybe she goes there with her 10-year-old son. Uh, she, she smiles. Oh, Lord, she's please don't take him. Don't take him. No, don't take him. <laughs> they will need security. They take him. <laughs> maybe the other um, Aaron Trump boys will go. They so far of their own behind, they don't know what to do. And that would be disruptive. Oh, See, he, Lord. Trump, Trump can't Trump can't go because Trump is getting ready to go to jail. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You might have a good point there, yes. Carlos. Oh, yes. Yeah, they know he's going to go to jail. When they oh, finish so he him, be... they go, uh-huh. when they finish him, they're going to impeach him, and he's going to jail. <laughs> he's going to jail. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Now we can do like he wanted us to say for Hillary. Lock him right. up. Lock yeah, him lock up. Him up. What do you say? Lock me up. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Lock, him, lock up. him up. I wonder if he's going to be able to take his phone. Oh, he'll lose no. his mind if he can't get on Twitter. <laughs> no, he may take it. Who's going to Twitter do? Who's going to tweet to? Who the hell knows? He's going to tweet to the president next door? Huh? I guess so. That sounds like so, a plan. If yeah. y'all ain't any stocks, you know, if anything you ain't tweet, tweet or y'all, y'all better counsel it because they get ready to drop because you going to go to jail. Okay. Oh, Lord. Uh, I would love to see that. Yeah. All right, caller. Thanks for All calling right. in on your boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Continue to listen to the pajama party. <laughs> yes, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your boy. Yep. I would love to see him behind bars. Oh, you know, Twitter would lose their mind. They would. Twitter, I, I think it would, it would bust an artery. Yeah, that might shut Twitter down. It might. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Somebody might start some fake news. They've been doing it. So, okay, we're going to get into this last hot topic. Okay, what you got? The men arrested at Starbucks. Everybody has heard about that. Say they were afraid for their lives. Mm-mm. Rashawn Nelson initially brushed it off when the Starbucks manager told him he couldn't use the restroom. The bathroom, because he wasn't a paying customer. Really? People do it all the time. He thought nothing of it when he and his business partner, Dante Robinson, were approached at their table and were asked if they needed help. The 23-year-old entrepreneurs declined, explaining they were just waiting for a business meeting. The video recorded on a white customer cell phone video galvanized people around the country who saw the exchange as modern-day racism. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in the weeks since, the men have met with the Starbucks CEO and have started pushing for lasting changes to ensure what happened to them doesn't happen to anyone else. That's good. Um, he goes on to say, uh, we were there for a real reason. We put in a lot of time, energy, and effort. We were at a moment that it could have a positive impact on a whole ladder of people, lives, and families. So apparently they were doing something, you know, uh, um, you mentioned um, something about real estate. Yeah, they were working on something. Right. Robinson said that he thought about his loved ones and how the afternoon had taken such a turn as he as, as he was taken to jail. Nelson wondered if he had, if he would make it home. That's a wow. good question. That's, that's rough. Um, goes on to say, um, Mayor Jim Keeney, which he is white, said what happened at the Starbucks appears to be to exemplify what racial discrimination looks like in 2018. That's bad. Mm. But the police commission, Richard Ross, which was black, said that um, the arresting officers did absolutely nothing wrong and added that Nelson and Robinson were disrespectful to the officers. I didn't see that. Well, do you know he came back late this evening and apologized? Really? That police chief, he sure did. Okay, okay. He apologized. But, you know, I guess they always have to take this side, but if you haven't seen the video yet, come on now. Really? Yeah. Um, that's, that's just crazy. So they said they had arrived there earlier. They were supposed to go to another Starbucks, but they switched to this Starbucks. Um, it's in Rittenhouse Square location. And this is in Philly? Yeah. Rittenhouse Square? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were supposed to meet somewhere else, but they, they met there, changed the location, and they just happened just to get there early. Mm. Um, and uh, the lady told them they had to go, you know, but she called the police, you know. They wouldn't leave, so she called the police, so, you know. Everything See, else here, is here's my problem with that. If Starbucks or any other establishment has a policy mm-hmm. that you cannot sit without purchasing something, then it needs to be posted where everybody can see that. Exactly. And then that policy needs to be put to use on everybody. Right. You can't just walk up to somebody and say, excuse me, are you going to buy something? Well, then you have to go. Right. 
if that's your policy, then it should be posted. I agree. And if that wasn't posted, then she had no right to walk up on them, especially since Starbucks is one of those places where people sit and hang out right. for hours and hours at a time. Oh, I guess maybe she became a, a, a manager and she thought she's going to use her managerial um, duties or whatever authority to yeah, whatever to push them on. She said, "Okay, so you're not you're not going to act right. I'm call the cops." Yeah, but I'm saying what is right. When you say act right, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a posted policy, that's just like if you buy something at a store and you have a problem with it and you bring it back. Mm-hmm. If that store says, well, we can't take back stuff. Once mm-hmm. you buy it, it's yours. It's if you don't have that written somewhere, how does the customer know that? I agree. If they have a non-return policy, it should be posted. And then they can say, see right here, it says we don't return, take returns. Mm-hmm. Once you walk out of here, it's yours. Mm-hmm. Now, if they post that, no matter how unfair it may be, mm-hmm. it's a printed, posted right. policy right. that applies to everybody. You can't just single out people and say, okay, I don't like how you look. Mm-hmm. I don't like how you look. You're not buying anything, so I'm putting you out. Like Papa Diddy says all the time. Those folks are just threatened by, quote-unquote, us. And it's mm-hmm. sad to say she felt threatened. So she figured, they okay. They sitting doing nothing. The manager, I'm just going to, you know, just push them on and all. They were sitting at a table. I agree. They weren't up at the counter messing with her, mm-hmm. making demands, talking loud. She, they weren't doing anything threatening. She did not want them in that Starbucks because you didn't do as I said. It's like somebody pointing on you like you got to move and you don't move. She didn't want them there. Papa Didi, come on. Is is there really, is this a real thing, the threat of the black man? Is this a real thing? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. You want know, to break it down? It's, we, we are, uh, we, we're held to uh, such a, I don't know, we're, we're just, we're the whipping boy mm. in every way. We're, we're the ones that nobody has any problem Sticking the dolls on or the fire fire extinguishers on or anything throughout the year, and it's just it's a mess. It's going full circle and hasn't really changed a bit. Because I've I've witnessed white folks in Starbucks sitting in there for hours, yeah, hours on end, yeah. Never seen one cup of coffee. Mm. And every time we come in somewhere, people feel like it is their duty to straighten us out. No matter who what we are, on Saturday morning, we can't wear sweats or we can't wear, you know. And see, one thing about white folks, they do dress the part. That's their little makeup, you know. If they get up early and want to roll a certain way or be accepted a certain way, they got the white skin in place already. Now all they got to do is dress the part, you know. Suit jacket or professional outfit. Which is, so if stage. a brother rolled up in there with a suit on, would he get a different reaction? No, not really, because then you'll think you're too smart and that they're threatened by your your intelligence. Oh, my gosh. So you got a no-win scenario going on. Exactly. That's why you should always keep it low, in my opinion. I don't I don't uh, try to come off any particular look or any particular flamboyancy. Wow. Because I don't want the attention, because I know the attention always ends up bad for black men. We don't want any, in the office, people see us talking to somebody, next you know, they're looking at us, calling us, uh, trying to push up on all the ladies in there, you know. And it's just, whatever we do is so amplified, it's crazy. 
You don't get the benefit of doubt on anything. So you can't even walk in a place and say good morning without them saying you're trying to pull push up on all the women. <laughs> yeah, or, or the man. Well, you don't say good morning because he's finally on time. He's usually late, kind of thing. You know. Yeah, it's always something. It, 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 I think it's a everybody has that too. They, uh, they got, you know. a misconception of of how they want the quote unquote the black man or woman to act. It's a misconception already. And then when they act that way, oh, see, see, see what I told you? You know, something of that caliber. I, I tell my youngers, look, they already don't like us, so act accordingly. Please do, you know. Don't give them no ammunition. That's what they want. That's all. And see, want. I say defy the stereotype. They expect us to come in and look ignorant, sound ignorant, act ignorant. So my thing is defy the stereotype. Come in and not be that. Right. And then have them go, oh, well, you're not what I expected, really. That's the only time acceptance comes in. You know what? Well, I, it shouldn't I, take all that, but I'm just saying that that's just me. I feel like I'm going to defy the stereotype. And I'm going to kind of piggyback off of you. I, someone told me an incident that they took their kids and um, their grandkids out, you know, African descent, and they're in a basically white environment. And they're all sitting, you know, um, dining out. Everybody's out and everybody's acting mannerly. Why the Caucasian descent comes up and says, oh, um, um, your, your kids are well-mannered and this and that. And, I mean, not one person, but two. Mm-hmm. Then, because it shocks them. Right. This is a true story. Then they come up and they want to give them money. What? Oh, oh, oh here, you know, you can pay for the, the youngins or whatever. I can never get my grandkids to act that way. And I thought to the person that was telling me the story, um, do you think that was a racial type thing? Oh, no, no. I'm yeah, like, I would have been insulted. Yeah. I'm like, really? It's bad enough for really? you to compliment how well-behaved my kids are, but right. now you want to give me money? Right. What is that about? Ooh, boy. I'm like, okay. Put my hands up. I don't want to stay in, but it, okay. You know what? I, I have to add this, and then we're going to go to a break. When my children were younger and my girls had their hair in braids, we were someplace like upstate New Hampshire, oh, skiing, oh, oh and they were younger. Oh and this, we were in some little country store, mm-hmm. and this lady and her daughter came over and looked at them and said, oh, they're so well-behaved. And I'm thinking, like, oh, what you expect yeah. them to do, be in here bouncing off the walls? So I just looked at her and said, uh-huh. I didn't know I didn't know if I should say thank you or what did you expect. I just went, uh-huh, and laughed it off. Right. Then she walked over to my youngest daughter and proceeded to touch her braids and say, her hair is so beautiful. How long does it take for you to do that? Mm. So now I'm thinking, like, B, if you don't get your hands <laughs> off of my daughter's head, I got what makes you think you can walk up and touch a child's head? Like what is think, that about? As Papa say, they think they're privileged. Yes. White persuasion, that's white So skin. I just looked at her and I said, oh, I just do it once every couple of days and it just lasts. And I grabbed her by her hand and pulled her closer to me to get her away from this woman. Right. And I was like, okay, let's get what we need to get and get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Because this is getting really weird. Now, 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 if you paint that picture on the other side, somebody black did that to somebody white, 
Oh, we done. Oh, they be done call the police. Oh, for sure. Am I, are we right, Pop? Yeah, they would have the cops up in there like, this woman walked up and assaulted my child. Yes, and just like what happened with the Starbucks thing here. Exactly. They didn't do nothing to that woman. And Not she assaulted thing. my child. But if I call it a song, yeah. now I'm overreacting, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're an angry black woman. Oh, exactly. <laughs> See? See? You That's feel me. You feel me? Yeah. We're going to keep See, I got to be angry black woman. But <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tyler Perry already did that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to um, take a break. We're going to get Prince to take us out. And um, what are we coming back with? We're coming back with the hit it and quit it, right? We sure are. All right. Well, let's do that, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa D and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hi, right, welcome back to the Jump Party. I'm one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red. Bonsoir, darling. Shout out to Prince. Mm-hmm. We're remembering the uh, passing of Prince, which happened uh, tomorrow will be in actual two years. So uh, shout out to the memory of uh, my baby daddy. All right now. So we're going to get into the hit it and quit it headlines. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do hit it and quit it. Yep. Okay. Oh, what you saying? What you saying? <laughs> So you say it don't take too long mm-hmm. on it, right? Okay. All right. I've got the Harvard community response to a video of police violently assaulting a black student during an arrest. Here we go, Here we go again, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Members of the Harvard, Harvard, above, above, Harvard University community is standing together to call for justice in the wake of a violent assault of a black student on Friday evening. In a video clip taken of the incident, which has, of course, since gone viral, four officers are seen surrounding 21-year-old Salam Oheen as he stands naked in the middle of the street. Hmm. Suddenly, one of the officers is seen tackling Oheen from behind and wrestling him to the ground. Shortly afterward, the officer is seen punching Oheen repeatedly as the other officers attempt to pin him down. Now, the officers told investigators that they were responding to a call about a disturbance when they encountered Oheen in the street. 
A friend of Oheen's report, uh, reportedly told the police that uh, Oheen had recently taken some kind of a hallucinogenic drug, which might have possibly led to his behavior that evening. There was a pool of blood staining the concrete where Oheen had been laying following the arrest. And despite several occurrences where police officers have taken down murderers into custody with no incident, mere hours after they killed multiple people, officers arrested unarmed, fully nude student say that they brutally punched him during the arrest because his demeanor gave them reason to believe that a threat was imminent. What? That his brother was on hallucinogenics, butt naked in the street, oh my God. and four cops said they felt like a threat was imminent. Really? What, the, like the man was going to pee on him or something? Like what? Where was the really? threat? Really? Clearly he didn't have a weapon that was then. That was concealed. Yeah, he had a weapon. I said concealed. <laughs> He did not have a concealed oh, weapon. Oh, my God. So now, Oheen's lawyers are saying that the video tells a different story. Right. They said that his injuries that he sustained during that encounter um, are, are, you know, to the point where, you know, he definitely it, it, it's not matching up with what they say. Right. So, does. members of the Harvard Black Law Students Association have addressed the arrest on behalf of the Harvard community in a statement where they said the victim of police violence happened to be a Harvard student. The university has ample resources that could have and should have been mobilized to come to the student's aid prior to the police department getting involved. Hmm. And that the Harvard University Health Services were the first to be called for help before the police. Really? But instead of sending the health service people to come and help him, the police got involved, and the call got transferred from the health services people to the police department, who then responded. And by failing to appropriately respond in a way that would have been more beneficial to the young man involved. So by responding, um, they're saying that the police put the student at great risk of being killed by the police. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, here we go again. You got somebody who's got a situation going on. Right. I'm not going to say mental health, but the man has some hallucinogenics in his system. Right. He's standing outside naked. They tackled him to the ground. And why did this man start punching them all in the body and in the head to the point where you leave blood stains in the concrete? That's nasty. That's crazy. So, okay. I think I'm going to have to add these cops to the kiss it list. There you go. You got names? No, I don't have any names. And where well, was this? Say this was in Harvard. This was in Harvard. Mm-mm. So yeah. let me just say those Harvard police that, speaks that for beat up that student. Well, we're gonna keep on that uh, that black page. I hate to say it, but uh, if if no one has known this, but check this out. New York City finally removed statue of doctor who experimented on enslaved women. Over the past few years, the country has been reckoning with its history of um, subjugation, genocide, and enslavement. Uh Universities like Georgetown and Yale have renamed buildings of problematic icons, while cities around the nation have taken down tributes to heroes with racist pasts. 
Recently, New York City joined in by removing a statue that honored a doctor who conducted horrific experiments on enslaved black women. Wow. He was known as the father of... um, um, uh, oh boy! Gene- genealogy? Gynecology? No. Mm-hmm. What is it? Put it down. Gynecology. Okay. James Marion Sims was a 19th-century doctor who perfected a technique to repair. Um, has something to do with the um, with your holes between the vagina and the bladder of the rectum. Oh, okay. By repeatedly conducting painful experiments, experiments of surgeries on enslaved black women without using anesthesia. Gee. Sam's statue was situated in Central Park, uh, where it had stood east east of Harlem for 124 years. That long? That's a long time. So it's it's amazing. I wonder who came on upon this about the information about him. Hmm. Um, so in January, Mayor Bill de Blasio pulled together a committee to review all of New York City's controversial monuments. Really? That's um, good. The statue's new location will also include a plaque that honors the legacy of non-consensual medical experimentation on women of color, um, broadly uh, in black women specifically that Sims has come to symbolize. Mm-hmm. So they said it was a small crowd to watch Tim's statue come down, but um, a Harlem resident, Mercy Wellington, said he was happy the doctor's image would no longer be honored in such a public way. It's a historical moment for me, and it's an emotional moment, and I just feel the right thing has has been done. Wow. He might have to go on this kiss it list here, this doctor here, because that's crazy. James Marion Sims. We have to put him on the kisser list. Mm-hmm. Put him on the list. Bama. Yep. If if you if people didn't know, I mean, this is what. Say his name again. James, James Marion Sims. Okay. Nineteenth century doctor. All he right. Perfected this uh, this particular technique. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it moving. Keep all right, let's talk about 420. Today is 420 day. Oh, really? What's going on 420? Come on, Papa. Uh, Papa Didi's going to tell us about 420 day. Uh-oh. What you got for us? When I remember about 420, that's a code for weed. I don't know why they particularly do it. I guess if I read this, uh, <laughs> I might, oh, God. might shine some light on it. <laughs> um, let's see. Depending on uh, who you ask or the, or the state of their... Uh, their their conception of uh, where they're from and what they're responsible for or what they're responsible to do. There are as many uh, varieties of answers as uh, strains of medical hospitals in California shuffle through many, many months of uh, research trying to figure out why it's called that and why people can't just do that and they're just, they're just dumbfounded. So looks like the... Uh, the origin of 420, celebrated around the world by pot smokers every uh, every age, is on April 20, April 20th, and has long been obstructed by the uh, clouded memory of the folks who made it a phenomenon. It has uh, nothing to do with a police code. Indeed, a group of uh, five, uh, what is it, San Rafael High School 
friends, new new as the Waldos. Oh my gosh. My virtue. They were known as the Waldos by virtue of their uh, their chosen hangout spot, a wall outside the school, as they smoked pot, coined the term in 1971. So these students sat outside the school on a wall, smoking weed, and they claimed they're the ones to start everything on that, and they were called the Waldos being hung on the wall. Unbelievable. Okay. Okay. All right, so the Waldos uh, never envisioned that pot smoking the world over would uh, celebrate each uh, April 20th. The day has uh, managed to become something of a uh, national holiday in the face of uh, the real pot smokers that smoke it and celebrate it. Interesting. So, um, 420, I've heard that term before. Mm-hmm. And was quite familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Four twenty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Four twenty. All right. So he was the Waldos. The Waldos started, and yeah, he's hanging on the wall. <laughs> and they start on this day. How long ago was that? Uh, seventy-one. Mm-hmm. 71. Okay. Red wine was probably, uh... I, <laughs> I heard that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. All right. It's National Weed Day. I tell you, though, you know, but getting back to that subject about the things that are going with black black men, mm-hmm. that's why it always amazes me when people say, you know, I know how you feel, and I know what you're going through, you know. Especially most ladies have been sleeping with black men their whole life. They just think because they've gotten the dick that uh, <laughs> okay. they know the black man. <laughs> that they know the black man so well. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. They're trying to analyze the black yeah, man, I guess. Just because it was in your body doesn't mean you can relate to what's going on in the brains of people that have mm. an opposition toward black men. I tell you, it's. If you go back and back further and further, you'll see the tradition of that. It's just it's ugly. It's just uh, it's something for them to hold on to. You know, people always have a tendency to grab blacks in every negative situation that comes up. All the different people that accused a black man of doing something, you know, Susan Smith in South Carolina, you remember her? Mm-hmm. And uh, the man in uh, Boston who shot his wife at the intersection and claimed the black people did it. Of course, and, uh, that's the first thing to call. And there's been so many incidents where people do that, you know, and only because that 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 white that white skin is always uh, ones that are really down with it and all into it. They have always associated themselves with a little with a level of purity in some respect, or, or something. I don't I don't get it. And it's still it's still like that today. People got to shake you down. They're shaking down people a lot faster, but they're shaking you down still, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, crazy. All right, we'll keep it moving. Um, we're gonna get into this Wells Fargo thing. They um been fined uh, one billion dollars. U.S. money. Mm-hmm. We talked about. Yeah, that's nothing to them. What you think? <laughs> uh, 
Federal regulators are poised to impose a $1 billion fine on Wells Fargo for years of selling unnecessary products to customers. Really? This is the toughest action by the Trump administration against a major bank. Really? The penalty part of an expected uh, settlement um, will punish Wells Fargo for forcing customers to buy auto insurance policies they did not need and other misdeeds according to four people briefed on the regulatory action. Wells Fargo um, was regarded as one of the country's best-run banks, but lately has been reeling from a string of self-inflicted crises. Your boy, 45, mm-hmm. has been especially vocal about holding Wells uh, to account, taking to Twitter last year to warn that the bank could face stiff penalties. The Consumer Bureau is carrying out both agendas. The agency's um, director, Mike Mulvaney, has um, pushed aggressively for the penalty against Wells. The Consumer Bureau's portion of the penalty is likely to represent the largest fine in its history. Wow. So in conversation with colleagues um, in the Trump administration, Mr. Mulvaney, has emphasized his role in orchestrating the $1 billion fine. Okay. Okay. So that's a billion dollars. One billion. billion And how are they going to pay for that? (laughs) They're going to charge more fees? I'm getting ready to snatch my joint right on out. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys got any coins of Wells Fargo, you better start getting that joint out there. Yeah, that's something to think about. But I I have noticed, though, um, you know, when I go cash my check, they say, okay, let's deposit it first, and then I'll give you your money. I said, oh, ah. See what I'm saying? I said, oh, that's how y'all play this game. Mm. So I guess, to me, they must have to do so many deposits a day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Ms. Worthy, she deposited her her kettle. She deposited her money in her account. <laughs> That's what somebody was telling me. This is what they what they were saying. That, yeah. Oh, Miss Worthy, she can deposit her money in this account, but mm-hmm. I can give you but so much back. I'm like, really? Yeah, they got a lot of mess with you. They do. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, y'all get your money out slowly but sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I can tell y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I got one last one about um, your people over there, Dick Sporting Goods. Really? Yeah. Dick Sporting Goods is, uh, of course, one of the largest retailers of its kind in the U.S., mm-hmm. is now taking new steps to curtail the sale of firearms, including ending the sale of assault-style rifles and banning the sale of guns to people younger than 21. And that was announced this morning. Uh, based on what's happening and looking at those kids and their parents, it moved us all unimaginably, un, um, unimaginably. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company chairman and CEO Edwin, I'm sorry, Edward Stack said today on Good Morning America, and he was talking about the February 14th shooting in Parkland, Florida. Mm-hmm. He said to think about the loss and grief that those kids and parents had. We need to do something. And we're taking these guns out of all of our stores permanently. Mm. So shout out to Dix for doing something. Everybody else has just been giving a lot of lip service, but at least Dix is doing something. So that's true. So 
weekend. Shout out to them for that. Uh, this move, of course, follows the revelation that Nicholas Cruz, who was the alleged gunman behind the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, bought the gun at Dick's in 2017. I didn't realize that. Um, and, of course, these new measures go into effect today. Aside from Dick's, the Pittsburgh-based uh, publicity traded company also operates stores under the Gold Galaxy Field and Stream True Runner and Chelsea Collective Banner. So they have several different businesses. Dick announced a temporary suspension of assault-style uh, rifles from its stores after the 2012 shooting at Sandy Hook mm -hmm. that killed 25 kids and educators. So they did a temporary ban in 2012, and then, of course, they eventually lifted the ban. Mm -hmm. But then after Parkland happened, they said, you know what? No more temporary. We're done. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We're not in the business of assault-style uh, assault style rifles mm -hmm. anymore. So finally, somebody we don't have to put on the kissing list but doing the right thing. So we appreciate that. Well, that's right. It's about time. Yeah. Dixie doing a great job. That's yeah. Good. At least they're not just all mouthing and talking about it. They're doing some action. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So what are we doing? We're going to take a break, and then we're coming back with a what's popping? Right. Um, okay. Did we mention about the Southwest? It was given $5,000 check? Oh, did we do that? No. So oh, I'm sorry. $5,000 check. I want to be a part of that. Oh, go ahead. What you got on that? I didn't know about that. Can I get one? <laughs> I mean, what you got to do to get this check? No. Oh, okay. I think Papa Didi had that story. Mm -hmm. Which one is that? Southwest. They're giving away $5,000. They're giving away $5,000 check? I think Papa Didi got mm -hmm. one. Oh. He ain't telling nobody. He's sitting on that. <laughs> <it. laughs> What's up with that, Papa? Come uh -huh. on. What's up with that? I knew nothing about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, now you're going to plead the fifth. Yeah, he probably got it through the mail, didn't even tell nobody. I know nothing about it. Uh, but this is, uh, you you can best believe that if you sign for this here, if you, you, you're you taking this $5,000 with a signature. Oh. Nobody's giving them anything. You okay, know, so what's what's the deal on this? They're probably telling them that you can't sue if you take that money. This is very Oh, classic. you know very what? Classic. I didn't think about that. that you might be right. right. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. I'm always right. But oh, oh, please. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> All right, Southwest uh, gives $5,000 checks to passengers on flight 1380. Mm -hmm. So either this, this, this money is linked into something. Now, mind you, they have great video of people's conditions getting off the plane. Right. Okay? Right. So Southwest can get the full home one on everybody. Ain't nobody got to call Ray Ray and them or nobody to get <laughs> anything from anybody. They got they got the information on them. So right now it's just a thing where they are doing that as a courtesy based on a major lawsuit. They'll curb it if you want to keep it in-house, in the neighborhood. You flew the plane, you made $50,000 that day, you know, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're giving the people. This was the as a result of the uh, the plane that, that thing that, that hit the glass. Uh, something broke off the plane. Yeah, but you know planes. Planes traditionally, whether it be military planes or commercial planes, you know you fly until the wheels fall off. You know that's what they do. And if you just happen to be on a plane where the wheels fell off, 
Then that was just if your you bad luck. If you survive it, you get paid. Yeah, well, paid. You know, that's just to make people feel good about yourself, pay a couple of major bills and feel good. But right after the next month, they're going to be pissed off again. So <laughs> a smart person would say, no, I'm suing. I don't really want your money, you know. So. Well, they're giving out those checks. So that's what they plan to do? Everybody who was on that flight? Well, yeah, they'll get that. But don't think that it's not linked to anything. Mm-hmm. Don't think that there's a signature behind your limitations to, to you know, five, to give somebody $5,000 is the same as writing a letter saying we have $5,000 for you. So the black people may not even have this check yet. They probably just opened up a letter saying you're eligible because you was on flight such and such. Oh, I this see. And this and this and that. Oh, they weren't at the counter passing out $5,000 mm-hmm. checks, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Some plot tickets. All right. It always does. Mm-hmm. Always a fine line. All right. If you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight. 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. All right. All right. We are still honoring Prince. Okay. On the second anniversary of his departure, my baby daddy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get Prince to take us out to a commercial break. All right. And we'll be right back. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night for live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kisser list. That's where the people get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call him room service. I was raising my umbrella. <laughs> it was raining in here. Woo! 
Uh, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh. Uh-uh. I'm celebrating her baby's daddy, uh, Prince. He's the uh, father of her. Uh, you better ask somebody. Of your high yellow son, right? Yep. Okay. All right. There you go. Anyway, it's time for what's popping. So we're going to hand the mic over to Papa Didi. And oh, I... we had a call. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm excited. What can I say? She's celebrating I get ahead of myself. All right. She's celebrating 420. I am. 420 day. All right. Call it. It's 420 day, and you're live on the air with the Pajama Party Show. What you got? Yes. I, I want your opinion on something. Y'all tell me what y'all think about this. With this new idea that the mayor in D.C. has come up with as far as emergency calls. Okay, if it's not a life-threatening emergency call, they will refer you to some type of computer system, and they will either lift or pick you up, or taxi will pick you up and take you to one of the urgent cares. Or if it's a life trauma, then they will dispatch an ambulance. What do you think about that? Hmm. Well, my first impression is, how do you know if it's life-threatening? If you're not a medical professional, a doctor, nurse, or some kind of medical background, how do you know? I mean, obviously, if your head has been severed, that's a serious situation. Or if you got a limb hanging on a by a tendon. But I'm just saying, like, if, if you're not sure if you're having a heart attack, but you're having, like, pain in your shoulder or arm, how do you know? You know, you might think, well, you know, I mean, I'm okay. It's just my arm really hurts. Well, I think I can take a lift. I mean, why? I wouldn't leave it up to the individual to make that call. I'm going to help answer that. I think they're going to have a level of what's emergency and what's not. Like if you're literally bleeding, like you said, somebody hit you in the head and you're literally bleeding, sure, that's an emergency. Call an ambulance. But like you just said, if your arm is hurting, you think you you know you're hurting, but you're okay. That's that's when they're gonna probably see. But you. that's where it gets tricky, because if you have like a numbness in your arm, if you don't know the signs of a heart attack, you might just think, oh, my arm fell asleep. I'm okay, but it hurts. I think I want to go to a hospital. But I think they're going to ask you certain questions, and in that criteria, if they ask you five certain questions and you meet those five questions and criteria, then, okay, send her to the emergency. So basically if it's a triage kind of thing over the phone to say, are you this, are you that, is this happening, is that happening, there you go. Yeah, I think that's Well, in that case, then I guess as long as you don't leave it up to the caller to basically kind of triage themselves, then I I guess that could work. I mean, yeah, I think so because that way it will leave the ambulance open to – Something that's that's either you're bleeding or serious or level ten compared to level two. So you know, I'm 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 for it. I mean, you know, it's 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 hard to say that because if if you're in that situation, you're like, what the hell? Damn Uber, Lyft is coming to pick my ass, take me to care first. Shit, I want to have Amlam. You know. Okay, I make a joke of it, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's a to be like, what the hell is going on? You know. But see, but but here's my other concern. Right. If you're in an ambulance 
and your situation changes, mm-hmm. you've got somebody who's a medically trained person right. who can do something to help you. Yeah. That Uber driver can't do nothing but drive. That's it. Yeah, you're right. So if I'm dry, if I'm in the car and all of a sudden I pass out, mm-hmm. all they know is, look, I got to get you to wherever I'm taking you. But and um, and that's that. You have a good point. So all they, the person can do is drive. Is that like shut up and dribble? Essentially, <laughs> but you know what? Just saying. I we, mean, at the Padam party, we apologize. <laughs> that, but you have uh, a good point. They might have to. I'm, I mean, catch you off, but they might have people that are qualified. So if I'm a driver, I might have to be qualified to answer those calls, and those are the only calls that I'm answering to take you to patient first. I might have to know CPR. Yeah, but I don't know if I want my Uber driver trying to give me CPR. I'm just saying. <laughs> but caller, can I, can I say something, caller? <laughs> you don't want your driver giving you mouth to mouth? I'm just saying. Be fine. That's all I'll do. Well, then that might be different. Well, well I'm just look like Prince. Hey. Well, then come on. <laughs> Let me just say this here. <laughs> Y'all stepped all on my, I might as well speak. Come on in. Due to the recent developments of uh, buildings and things in D.C., mm-hmm. the mayor's not getting reelected anyway, so this is a really fruitless conversation. Bob, excuse me. Yes, she is. Okay. <laughs> I like the mayor. There is a white woman who's got the purses on all these buildings going on. And she's grabbing her constituents, and she's, as a matter of fact, with Donald Trump using, what is it called, Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. With him using that, this woman, actually, she's written Camp David. She probably is. So, therefore, she's positioning herself I think he went there one time. to win the uh, election next time. Because what, what uh, Mayor Bowser has to realize is that... Um, they will overcome. Okay. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you answering the caller's question, Papa? I'm well, saying the this question. Well, this week we're talking about what's popping right now and being the back at y'all then. But thank you, Caller, for calling. On top of my segment. That was an interesting uh, subject. Did we answer the question? I think so. Yes. You know, I'm for it. I She's mean, not you know, getting reelected, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay. And Papa don't give a rat's rabbit's ass if he wants to kill But thanks for calling and calling. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. a good question, though. You know, caller, are you still I, there? Oh, you want me to get him back on? No. I mean, yeah, wait, he's wait, still wait. there. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. You could tri- you could contribute to the person that's going to beat her by. Helping us change some of the signs at the city limits when you come in, slide out the mayor's name and put her name in because she's done. She's done. Think so? All this development going on. I mean, where is where are the black people in D.C.? Where are they? Oh. Oh, I forgot. Southeast. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Laying Mm -hmm. low. They're in the back. Hold up the stadium. They ran out of beams and they're building that stadium. So black folks Mm -hmm. stadium holding it up. Isn't that where they used to live? Yeah, anyway. they're about to tear all that down too. Mm-hmm. All mess. right, all right, caller. Thanks. We're gonna get into what's mm-hmm. when you have a damn fit. But for the record, I'm against. I'm, if I need medical help, I want an ambulance. I don't want an Uber. <laughs> if I, I get an Uber, I'm say drive, driver. No, I want an ambulance. I want sirens. You know what thing got me? I was wondering whether. I sure will. No, I guess we'll talk about what's up. <laughs> 
what you Maybe gonna... what's popping will come back after a station break. No, we're going the revolution to what's will not be right televised. Or... We're going to move on to what's popping. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Papa Didi. What you got for us? All right, I'm woke now. Uh-uh. Uh-oh. All right, let me, let me say this here. I think that everybody should understand and realize that this world is so contaminated right now. Mm. You know, I have a night gig that I go to. It's called a job. And, um... <laughs> And in the lobby at night, they keep the TV on either CNN or uh, CNBC. And all night, Trump is on there with some kind of segment about something. Somebody's talking about this and about that. Uh, his lawyer, his this, his that, his this, his that. You have to understand this here. Trump has all the power in the world. And when he fucks up too much, he got the power to pardon. How's that? That's crazy, isn't it? His friends could be just tearing their ass. And a lot of these people, a lot of his friends, Flynn and all these people, they've made millions going over to Russia and Hungary and all these places. And they're saying, oh, they're, they're prosecuting. But ain't nobody said return no damn money, did they? Hell, IRS wanted me to return fucking $900. And these motherfuckers got millions. IRS said you got $900. Return it. Interest compounded daily. Okay. About a minute. Okay. <laughs> but they're walking away with $17 million, Flynn. Flynn collected $17 million when he was a, what do they call it? And he, what, what do you say when you're a uh, you're a congressional, uh, all these words, when he was a congressional, blah, 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 blah. when he was the attache, at the, at the, oh, the attache no. for the, the, uh, the hungry uh, ambassador of the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Anyway, and they wear ties every day. They're ties. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Let me uh-huh. tell you something about it. Let me uh-huh. tell you something about a shirt and tie. Okay. okay? Break it down. When you wear a shirt and tie every day, that becomes your uniform if that's what you're required to wear. Mm-hmm. That shirt and tie, if you have to wear it every day, is no different than people that wear those uh, glow-in-the-dark outfits that work in sanitation okay. or anywhere else. All right. It's just that relative. And that's not knocking anybody. But what you wear every day becomes your... So we have to stop looking at people because they got a tie on that they're representing so much. Okay. You know, you are who you are. You are by your actions and the crap you step in, you know, and, and whether or not you are doing the right thing in life. This is what defines you. It's really not about what you wear to work. I mean, even in the job market, we see people, the bosses come in, I've seen bosses come in, and, and you look at sometimes you look at them and they got a tie. Look at the rest of their clothes. Mm-hmm. Is that shit dirty? Is it ironed? <laughs> Is it has been cleaned? Well, Did he man. wear that shit yesterday? Mm-hmm. Does his pants wrinkled? And mm-hmm. one more thing I hate about a man is when a man sits down with a fucking suit jacket on. Oh lord, rides a train with a suit jacket and gets up and has a fucking accordion on his back. It's crazy. <laughs> now he's walking like you. You think you're sharp, but you you, you ruined the suit. Looking crazy. I mean, I'm just saying, we always have to just, when it comes to people in life, less is better. Mm. It really is. You know? Right. It, less is better. You, we we got to stop being flamboyant over the top. And, and, and on the black thing, let me tell you something. The black man is the, the, the plague of everything. You can go on and on and on, not just in our generation. We're only we're only hearing about horrendous things that are happening during our partic- particular awakening hour. 
Mm-hmm. People that were born 20, 30 years before us had it worse than we did. Oh, for sure. And this stuff wasn't even reported. My love. People were getting hung. People oh. getting dissed. Oh. Couldn't even apply. William Levitt, for example, his racist ass. Family had money. He owned Levittown, Pennsylvania, and Levittown, New York, up there in uh, Long Island. Didn't let the black people in the 40s buy any of his property. I used to live in Levittown, Pennsylvania. It's like 40 minutes away from Philadelphia. They call it Bucks County. Flat-ass houses with no basement. I'm glad my pop wasn't able to buy that bullshit. Okay? Then he had the same thing up there in Long Island. Now, the people that brought stuff up there got over because Long Island spread out bigger. You got all kind of places up there, Baldwin and all these different towns. Long Island just stretched. So if you was able to get a house back in the 40s now, you're doing well because you got a big old house on the ocean and it's, it's off the chain. But anyway, Trump spoke on William Levitt to the Boy Scouts. Right. Remember not long ago? Yep. Here, let me tell you about my friend William Leverett. He no, said, said let me tell you about my racist-ass friend William Leverett. Well, mm-hmm. and he said to the Boy Scouts, William Leverett, just, he just lost his way. So I'm just telling you guys, don't lose your way. That showed right there he was racist as hell because he was supporting a motherfucker that was racist. Mm-hmm. And then telling to the young people to put the seed in their head. To say, look, if you're going to be, you know, a dominant force, keep your head. He's saying that William never had it all. I'm sure Trump learned from him. Trump shows so many signs of what he really is and what he stands for. The man was the, he, he loved to watch himself come. He was a, he, he loved pussy. Pussy was his backdrop. Anytime you buy, anytime you buy a Miss America pageant, you buy a Miss Universe pageant, damn, you just want pussy on a stick. You know, you just wanted to be there when you need it. They said you used to go into the different areas in the back room just when you knew the women were changing clothes. And they would say, oh, they're covering themselves up, but they know he's the owner. So they're covering themselves up with a little nipple showing, ooh, 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 damn, was that my nipple? You know, so it was just, it's a trip. You know, it's, it's the shit is crazy. If you ain't walking around this world with your eyes wide open, you are asleep at the damn wheel. That's really all I got to say on that. All right, man. I'm woke now. Okay. The moral is that Miriam Bowser will not get reelected. Oh, boy. He's okay. <laughs> Done. All right. Okay. Let's get this caller, and then we're going to, uh, what's up now? <laughs> we're new. We're going to get in. Keep it up a little bit. Caller, you are live on 420 Day on the Pajama Party Show. Prince Tribute. All of that going on, hashtag this, hashtag that. Go right ahead with your comments. Uh, good evening, everyone. I just wanted to say to Papa Didi, stop assuming that Trump is going to get away with anything. No, he will. That's powerful. That's a powerful no, job. No. That's a powerful job. You can this. pardon people, pardon yourself. Wait a minute, let me see. What oh, you, go what ahead, Colin. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go, ahead. Well, go ahead. Well, technically he cannot pardon himself, but... That is why Mueller has levied some state-level grand juries against him because the How you know Mueller's not in bed with Trump? How you know that's but not I'm a whole saying, fiasco thing with Mueller? Mueller being in bed with I, Trump. I, I, don't, I don't know that. What I'm saying is you don't know that it is. But I am also <laughs> saying that state-level, a president can't pardon state-level charges. He doesn't have right. the authority. Okay. Ow! So, okay. I don't assume that it's going to be anything other than what it is. And you leave Mayor Bowser alone. Thank you. She's thank you. Thank you. All right. It's over, okay? Did you see all the buildings in D.C. going up? 
Yes, I, I have. That. And she's that. cutting the ribbon on a little small projects in South Beach. But get your ass over to North Beach, girl. Get out of there, Southeast. <laughs> and I'm not even from here. But I know that you need to get your ass out of Southeast. When I first came to Southeast, hey, what? what the, did you hear that he's not from here? His area called. Uh, it was an area called Anacosta, I think it's called. You ever heard of Anacosta? Anacostia, and I have right. a business over there. Okay, now, when I first much. came to that area, instead of instead of having what was called a veterinarian hospital for animals, it said dog and cat <laughs> hospital on the side of the wall. You ever seen that? It says dog and cat hospital. I said, damn, damn. These people aren't even versed on the big words. Have you ever seen that place? Yes, I've seen it. I think it, it was somewhere well, by Pennsylvania. Well, Avenue maybe, or something. maybe they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to do it. The reason why they have a dog and cat hospital. But Papa Dini, the reason why they have a dog and cat hospital is because it was, oh, they only service dogs and cats, not all animals. Oh, wow. Boy, did you change the narrative. Man. I didn't, I didn't stand for the national anthem. Now you tell me I don't love my country. My goodness. That was good, Paulie. You sure turned that around. My goodness. Oh, they did that Yeah. Okay. I love it. Dog and cat hospital. Are you kidding me? I'm called veterinarian. Papa Didi, you, you may be a man of the world, but you need to expand your horizons a little bit and just stop assuming well, that everything is one way. Okay. Well, you know, last yesterday was the last day of the, the Aries, age of Aries, yeah. and I just wanted to get it in to show just how powerful we are, you know. Oh, my goodness. We we are the shit. And we, <clears> had, anyway. a, and we had a newborn Ooh. with Aries, so we have one more Aries. We have a brand new baby oh, that, Lord, uh, that's a friend Aries. of the show. Congratulations. Uh, Baby named Legend, who's a friend of the show now, and it's Aries. Yeah, shout April, out to little Legend. April Aries, two days before my birthday. But anyway, thank you, caller, and mm-hmm. and I thank agree. You. I think Muriel Legend may. I mean, Muriel Legend. What's yeah. her name? Muriel Bowser. Muriel Bowser. I think, yeah. done. Yeah, I think done. Muriel Bowser is going to have it's another done. term. I believe so. Yeah, I believe that. She's going to have another term. Yeah. A lot of good. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, caller. All right, All right. thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. All right. We're going to move on to, let's move on to the weird news. Yeah, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Yes, we say lighten it up a little bit. Oh, boy. What is this cake confused with? (laughs) (laughs) Since he on that cake, I'm going to start on this one. Okay, what you Um, got for us tonight? I got the pet raccoon inhaled too much pot. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh-wee. Firefighters in Wayne Township, Indiana, in the Indiana, were startled one night last week when someone began ringing the firehouse doorbell at 2 a.m. As many times as the doorbell on the firehouse was pushed, the firefighters were quite certain that something bad was going on outside. When um, firefighters answered the door, they found a woman had brought in her pet raccoon for treatment. Mm-mm. The problem... The raccoon had been exposed to too much marijuana. <laughs> the raccoon. The raccoon. The raccoon okay. was very lethargic. Mm-hmm. The woman eventually took the raccoon home to sleep it off. <laughs> as much as we love animals, there wasn't much they could do. This is what Wayne um, Township firefighter uh, wrote on Twitter. 
We hope that everything worked out with the raccoon. We do appreciate that our citizens turn to us in their toughest moments for help. Firefighters added on Facebook. Sorry we couldn't do more. Good gracious. Oh, Lord. Well, I got one out of Sheffield, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. A memorial in a remote corner of Massachusetts that marks a 1969 UFO sighting has been ordered to be moved, but one man who experienced a close encounter is objecting. (laughs) Now, this 5,000-pound memorial was installed in 2015, but it was moved about 30 feet a few weeks later when it was discovered it was on town land. Mm-hmm. Now the town administrator, Rhonda LeBombard, told the Berkshire Eagle that it has to be moved again because it's on town right-of-way easement. And that's not sitting well with Tom Reed, who was nine, when he, his mother, grandmother, and brother saw what they said was a self-contained glow that flooded their car with an amber light. (laughs) And 40 other people in several surrounding towns also reported the strange light. Mm -hmm. So now Reed is threatening legal action because they want to move that memorial. Oh, my God. It's a UFO memorial, dude. Do you think that the aliens really care where it is? (laughs) Anyway, what you got for us, Papa? I got here... um well, I've just been named the campaign manager for the uh, white woman who's going to beat uh, uh-uh. the Anyway, uh, a, a homeowner finds a naked intruder in her bathtub. <laughs> it just says intruder. It doesn't say man, woman, or beast. But uh, let's read on. Monroe, Louisiana. You're familiar with Monroe, Louisiana. Yes, I am. Associated Press. People in Louisiana say a woman came home to discover a naked stranger in her tub. Oh, boy. Eating her Cheerios while taking eating a bath. Her what? Oh, Cheetos, excuse me. Cheetos by taking a bath. Eating. They still haven't said man, woman, or beast. All right, the uh, Monroe police um, affidavit said that 29 year old uh, Evelyn Washington was arrested on burglary, burglary and property damage charges, so it was a woman. Oh, my gosh. All right, the Fort Star, the Fort Worth Star Telegraph reported. That uh, a, res- a responding officer found a full tub of water and a plate of food, along with uh, half-eaten Cheetos <laughs> belonging to the victim, on the toilet next to the tub. So she was just camped out in this woman's bathroom. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Washington, the one who broke in, told the homeowner and police that an unknown male had told her to break into the house. And do what? Take a bath? I don't know. And it says police found a, <laughs> police found a tall ice chest oh. under a broken window. It's unclear if she has a lawyer. And that's why that it's was weird, weird. Yeah, that was completely weird. So she's saying some man told her to break into these people's house. Yeah. So she broke into the house and took a bath and ate the woman's Cheetos. Yeah, she was hungry and all she okay. found was Cheetos. All right. All right. And those Cheetos were found in the. Well, she had stuff sitting on top of the no, toilet these... while she was in the tub. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're we're going to take a little CC break. Yeah, I got to regroup from great. that. Oh, we taking a break? Because I was ready to go. Oh, okay. Can we take a little CC break? We can regroup for a minute. Okay. We, we can do that. Take a short one. 
All right, we'll take uh we'll take a short one okay. and then we'll come right back with I'm just saying. Okay. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the pajama party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. And tonight, I'm just saying, Mm-mm. let's talk about the cycle of ignorance. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm going to get deep tonight. Mm-mm. Well, at least I'm going to try to. Wow. Now, you know what I've noticed every time I hear another story about something that's racially ignorant, and that's a cycle of ignorance that just keeps on going around and around. And it wouldn't keep going around if people didn't keep it alive. The ignorance, like bigotry and racism, is like a big hungry monster. If you keep feeding it, it'll keep growing. And if you starve it enough, eventually it'll die. The problem is that there's so many people who enjoy the cycle of ignorance, and they want to see it uh, not only continue, but they want to see it spread and grow. They want to see that monster look like an overgrown Godzilla. But what they don't understand is that eventually monsters turn on you. Because they can't be controlled or contained. But that's the ignorant part. Now, there was a a fraternity that Papa Didi talked about earlier in Syracuse, New York, Theta Tau, who appeared to be inducting new members into their fraternity on a video that got leaked on their campus this week. Now, these young white men had other young white men take an oath to always have hatred in their hearts for blacks, Hispanics, and Jews while kneeling. And after the oath, he pretended to perform, or at least the guy in the video, pretended to perform a sex act with a beer can while the leader held the beer can below his waist. Now, once this video got leaked and the information got out, the frat said, oh, it was all a joke. None of it meant anything. And even though the university put their frat under suspension, that does not suspend the thoughts and actions from everybody who heard it and was offended by it. They can keep all their hollow apologies, but you cannot unring a bell. This is the kind of foolishness that keeps the cycle of ignorance in perpetual motion. I'm just saying. Would they take it as a joke if a bunch of brothers did the same type of ignorant thing and then claimed it was just a joke? Those kids' parents would march down to that school and demand that those brothers be expelled, and you know it, because that's how they roll. But we're supposed to just suck it up with everything else that's done. Just keep letting them feed the monster on the low, and when it rears its ugly head and spews a big dose of hate or violence, 
then everybody wants to act all surprised. Why? If you help feed the monster, what did you think it was going to do? Lick your hands? I'm just saying, the cycle of ignorance needs to end. Today, right now. This next generation does not need to be raised to have an automated, inbred hatred for people who don't look or act like them just because their parents or grandparents felt that way. Unless you plan to get a ticket on that first commercial flight to outer space with Elon, what's his name, Elon Musk or uh, dude from Virgin, Mm -hmm. this planet is all we have. And we need to figure out how to get along with everybody, not just the people that we select or label as acceptable. The cycle of ignorance will continue as long as people keep perpetuating it. All it takes is for all of us, one by one, to put the stereotypes and the biases aside. Get to know people for who they are and not what they are. Step away from the cycle and don't keep feeding that monster. Let him starve and die an undignified, timely death. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, the cycle of ignorance can stop. All it takes is you and me. That's all I got. Hi, red wine. I hear you. Hi. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, I'm getting real tired of this kind of dumb stuff. I know. Every week there's another stupid story about some racial foolishness. I agree. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We're going to kick it back up to Papa Didi for Living for the City. What you got for us, Papa? All right, well, I'll make this quick. You know, Martin Luther King said two things about white folks and the way they carry on with their racism and all their negativity about blacks. He said that they're either uh, sincerely ignorant or they have conscientious stupidity, which means that if you're sincerely ignorant, you don't know no better. You've been taught by ignorant people, and the ignorance has just been passed down to your ass over and over again. Conscientious stupidity means you're conscious of what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're hurting people, but you're too damn stupid to stop it. Mm. So that's the meaning of Sincere ignorance, meaning you're just fucking dumb, and it's just nothing. And we have all experienced people that are just dumb as hell, and we just try to figure out what you know when it comes to their views on race and things like that. They're just so. And the sad part about it is, if you ever heard, if you sit back long enough and listen to white folks talk about why they feel the way they do, and they start laying down what about their forefathers, all their information is all wrong. Everything they're saying about the Civil War, the dates are wrong, the, this is wrong, that's wrong, you know. How do you pick up from a, a side that lost the the war, you know? And and when when the when the when the North won the war because they implemented slaves and gave them guns, which made the numbers better and things of this nature, it, it freed everybody. It freed slaves, it freed everybody, and I don't understand how you're going to go back and grab the hat of the side that lost off the ground, shake it off, dust it off, grab their flag that was in the mud, 
shake it off, dust it off, and hang the Confederate flag, as well as put a little crazy-ass gray hat on your head, and they lost the war. How the hell do you do that? And then build statues for the people that was trying to keep the world in the dark, keep black folks in slavery, and you still supporting that. So when people talk about statues, all this Robert E. Lee and all this stuff was just so... Then that stuff was able to, to manifest itself because black people were so on the on the back row somewhere. You know, we were so uh, put, left out the picture of life. So think, you know, when you left out the picture, a lot of shit progresses. By the time you wake up, you you'd be surprised what happened. You know, so it's just uh, it's, it's very interesting. Ignorance is uh, always the key to to uh, uncontrollable trouble. Ignorance is always the root that it hangs on. And I just wanted to put that out there. And the thing, and the one thing I was disappointed at, and I would say this, is that the gentleman in Philadelphia was in Starbucks. Now, we all know that people sit in Starbucks and nurse a cup of coffee for three damn hours. Okay? And for the, But when the when the brothers got up on there on Good Morning America, I don't like the way they came off, man. They, I didn't, I, the intellect was weak, you know? It was weak. It was weak. You know, you had time. You didn't come out right away and spoke. And when you finally spoke, you know, I think they could have been a little more forthwith. I think they could have been a lot stronger. You know, I mean, you are who you are. You know, they were young guys, you know, young compared to me, I guess. But they, they're, they're, their reasoning for the situation and all, I mean, it happened and it's all legit with that. But them brothers, man, oh, man, they, they got to improve their social skills because they didn't come off that strong. You know what I'm saying? It just was... I don't know. Okay. I'm going to leave that there. All right. Take a look at it if you want to see what I'm talking about. I don't know. It Good Morning America and them brothers is just like, well, I'm like, damn, bro. Really? Really? They disappointed you, Paul. They disappointed me. Come on, man. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Uh-huh. Maybe they don't. Say, all maybe, you had to say was like, yo. Maybe they folks, don't know where they are in life. White folks be they nursing a latte joint from 9 a.m. to 1 in the fucking afternoon up in that bitch. But I'm saying they, they had to have some level of intellect. I say I'm that not giving no alibis, no excuses. I say that no, because of their no, attitude, no. and they could have acted more radical than what they did. They were just oh, we're not talking about no. Wait a minute, right? I, right, that's right. That was good, but when they got the chance to be on Good Morning America and let their blackness shine, mm-hmm. no, they disappointed. They were still very adolescent. They were still adolescent with their thoughts. They I were guess. still very. You know, quiet. Well, but well, maybe that's just their personality. See, there you go again, giving the brothers a narrative. <laughs> Damn, tell the brothers saying. to speak up. Stop giving them. Stop I'm just giving saying, them. But like, you can't ask people to be who they're not. Oh my and, god! And if they are, right. that's who they are. Right. All right. Okay. okay. All right. That's all I'm saying. We'll keep it moving. Here we go. All right. Well, let's go to the. Where are we going next? To the West Coast. But yeah. your protesters should have not have more strength than you. If well, it happened to sometimes you, sometimes it works out that yeah, way. It does. All right. But we're going to go to Hollywood, to the West Coast. Beating my ass up as usual. <laughs> I'm not beating up as usual. Anyway. Damn yeah. it. All right. Damn it. Papa. Go to the, we gonna, Let them kick oh, me oh, out of Starbucks. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, burn that motherfucking ass. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to make it short. Sure <laughs> What's happening in Hollywood? All right. David Copperfield. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Mm-hmm. Lawsuit reveals secret of a disappearing magic trick. 
Ooh. That's the magician, right? The magician. Okay. I already was in some kind of situation. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you about it. Jurors got a rare behind-the-scenes look at David Copperfield disappearing act during testimony in a negligence lawsuit involving a British man who claims he was badly hurt when he fell while participating in a 2013 Las Vegas show. 2013? He won't participate no more. Okay. <laughs> The magician's friend and executive producer, Chris Kenner, revealed to jurors the mystery behind a signature Copperfield illusion that appeared to make about a dozen audience members vanish together on stage. Stage hands with flashlights hurried randomly chosen participants through a dark curtain, down unfamiliar passageways, around corners, outdoors, indoors, through an MGM Grand Resort Kitchen in time to re-enter the back of the theater for their reappearance. Uh, Are you serious? That's the trick, huh? That's the trick. So just Uh, run around through these halls in the dark and show up in the back. So he says, uh, is is this route an obstacle course? As Benedict Morelli, this is um, the guy's attorney for uh, Gavin Cox, um, who claims lasting brain and bodily injury from his fall have cost him more than $400,000 in medical care. Really? Hmm. Copperfield's lawyers lost pre-trial bids to close proceedings to the public to avoid giving away the performance secret. So they couldn't, you know, stop the public from coming in. So Morelli asked Kenner um, whether stagehands and Copperfield visually assessed the physical fitness and footwear of audience members randomly picked to participate in the trick's dumb the roundabout. Mm. And he's done this trick over a ten thousands of times over 20 years. So Kenner declined to say it was dangerous to lead people along a dark and unknown route over changing floor surfaces of a lithium, lithium, lithium cement carpet and sidewalk tile. The lawyer noted that before Cox fell, the group hustled an alley coated with what Morale called construction dust. So they've gone through yeah. a lot. That's a lot. To go under, you know, the MGM and through the kitchen and this and that. That's a lot. So do they get paid to be part of this? No. They participated. They, you know, you raise they your hand in the audience. Yeah, randomly pick you. But see, they don't know what they're going to get into once they get, you know, down oh, there. okay. But, um... You know, how fast can you tell a person what you have to go through before you get there? Well, where does he end up at? Like on the other side of the building, or you? They end up in the back of the audience, so you're oh, in the really? you, you're on the stage. So they, you know, you maneuver yourself underneath and through the yeah, kitchen and this and that, right? And and then and the then back you end the, up in the back of the yeah. room, right? Okay. Hmm. Well, they spoil that trick. Yeah. Okay. I guess he won't do that no more. And the guy so won't. So what happened? Was he was he uh, he lost the case? No, it's 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 still um it's still in court. Oh, so I say just write the man a check and keep moving. Yeah, you should have done that. Because I think yeah. I think David Copperfield's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. And this is the first time to me that I've heard any type of lawsuit. Okay, we're gonna get into Prince. Yeah. Um, Thursday on criminal charges following a two year investigation to the musician's death from an accidental fentanyl overdose. That's what they're saying. Prince was 57 when he was found alone and unresponsive in his elevator's Parsley um, Park estate. 
Paisley Park. Paisley. Let me get away. Paisley Park. My bad. I used to live there. Okay. On April 21st, which is tomorrow, the two-year anniversary, an autopsy found he died of an accidental overdose of fentanyl. This is a synthetic opioid 50 times more powerful than heroin. Mm-hmm. High concentrations of fentanyl in the singer's blood, liver, and stomach were found. Search warrants un- unsealed about a year after Prince died showed that authorities searched his home, cell phone records of associates, and his um, emails accounts to try to determine how he got the drug. Authorities found numerous pills in various containers stashed around Prince's home, including some counterfeit pills that contained fentanyl. That was the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. While many who knew Prince over the years said he had a reputation for clean living, some said he also struggled with the, with pain after years of intense performances. Because yeah. he did have a hip replaced. Right. Did he get that replaced? I thought that maybe his uh, religion stopped that. But. No, he got to be placed. Right. Documents um, paint a picture of a man struggling with an addiction to prescription opioids and withdrawal. And they also show um, there were efforts to get him help. Um, just six days before he died, Prince passed away on a he um, passed out on a plane. An emergency stop was made in Molin, Illinois. The musician had to be revived with two doses of a drug that reverses the effects of opioid or overdose. The day before his death, Paisley Park staffers contacted California Addiction. Um, to try to get him some help as they were trying to get Prince help. So um, that's what they found in his, um, in his, you know, in his body. The fentanyl was overdose of that. Well, can I just add that I was watching the news story about that, mm-hmm. and they were saying that the counterfeit opioids that were laced with the fentanyl mm-hmm. was in capsules that had. I forgot what the number was, eight I wanna say eight fifty three or something, which is the number for the regular opioid. Gotcha. It was in that. Oh but what it had inside of it was, was fentanyl. Wow. Yeah. And that was the problem. So that's why they were calling it the counterfeit opioid. So the question was, where did he get it? So is it like a a generic? No, this is like it's almost like if you buy Something that's supposed to be something else, and you think it's that, yeah, but what you got was something else. Uh, and yeah. they were saying that they don't know who got it for him, how he got it. I got it. They couldn't find any prescriptions for fentanyl. That stuff comes from Japan, and, and yeah, it has so a, they don't know. Right. So that's why there were no criminal America. charges filed because they couldn't link it got to any anybody. Right. Right. To say you were the one that did this that's or right. brought it to him. Okay. That's what that was. Oh, wow. Okay. Got one last note. Scandal, scandal, scandal. Oh, God. Yeah. The end of scandals. Oh, no. As um, our viewers know, Scandal was gone. That was one of my favorite shows. Inspired by real-life D.C. crisis manager and former George H.W. Bush Deputy Press Secretary Judy Smith. Shout out to Judy. That's what the um, scandal was based on. It came out April 5th, 2012 on ABC. Land dominated Thursday nights. Yes, yes, yes. Scandal follows the Emmy-nominated Kerry Washington as Olivia Pope and her team of high-profile problem-solving gladiators. 
you know, we had uh, Quinn and Guillermo and uh, Columbus Short when he he effed up, but then yeah. he messed that up. Um, Rhymes, uh, she shared her thoughts on the final season during her, her spring's um, upfronts. We are going to handle the end all together, white hats on, gladiators running full speed over a cliff. I heard that. So she said, um, we're finishing the evolution of the character of, of Olivia Pope. The story is being completed. We've sort of put them in a very impossible position. Characters go from there. <laughs> Crying. Yeah. We're gonna miss that show. Yeah, but they, but she said it's not gonna be a spinoff or anything uh, from, from Scandal from any of the characters. That's what she says, but you never know with Chandra. You you never know. Okay. But she does have um a few new ones. What Engine Nineteen, and then there's another law yeah, like We the People. We the People, yeah. Okay. I suggest you go to NBC and check out Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and. Uh, what, what do you work for NBC? What is the deal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we'll go check I'm that out. But look, we're running out of time for tonight. So mm-hmm. the cocktail of the week is posted on the website right now. So if you want to get the recipe for the Space Gem Smash, mm-hmm. you can check it out online at apajamaparty.com. Click on Cocktail of the Week. We're going to move right into the Kiss It list. So, Papa, can you tell right. us real quick about that? All right, Kiss It list is somebody showed their butt hiney over the last week or so, and we compiled it, and we designed a song for them. And first of all, we got Chris Christie, who is the ex-governor oh, yes. of the state of New Jersey, fat boy, of the, better known as. He's uh, on the Kiss It list for uh, contacting an artist to paint his official portrait for $85,000 of taxpayers' money. Fat boy. Where he stands on the beach showing his three inches of white steel. Mm. Anyway, the manager of the uh, Philly Starbucks for uh, panicking and calling the cops on two brothers for sitting while black. Okay. All right, Tennessee State Republican for, um, what was he doing? Punishing the. He was was purchasing. uh, We withhold $250,000 of uh, bicentennial celebration money. Yeah, because they I got mean, rid just, of some statues. Yeah, he, oh, just, he, just, he, he oh, my God. They're wrong Whoever that. put the, um, the Definity and Princess Pill bottle, this must have been red yeah, wine. Yeah, Definitil. He's the father, he's the father of her light-skinned son. Um, fentanyl in the bottle. Wells Fargo for insurance fraud yes, and mortgage yes. abuse. Trump for not attending Barbara Bush's funeral, saying he didn't want to be in a, 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 a distraction. Well, but the fact is, is during the primary election, he really dogged the hell out of jab. So he talked about his mother and everything. So that's what he's doing. He remember his his wicked ways. Okay. Uh, the White House for issuing um, condolences to Barbara Bush with a typo in the year that they read uh, 2017 was when she died. So sad. Okay. Trump for requesting the government buildings to fly the flag at half mast, but he didn't fly the flag at Mar Largo at half mast. That mm-hmm. one still shined bright. All the yeah. people who think Amy Schumer's new movie sends the wrong signal about women's self-esteem, I think that she's a, a, a sexy ass. Woman. Exactly. Get I off think. her back. Yeah, she's pretty pretty hot. Anyway, um, uh, Netflix for long. <laughs> Lawson <laughs> remarks on the um, Robinson family, Lawson, Lawson's face. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're doing a reboot on Lost in Space on uh, Netflix. Give me a break. Are you serious? Yeah. And the fraternity, uh, what was it called? Taka Shaka uh, uh, fraternity. Theta Tau. In Syracuse <laughs> for being racist, homophobic. Yes, uh, yes. And just being all around misogynistic and, and all misogynistic that. and idiotic and all that jazz. Okay. Okay, the people with the raccoon in their house that, that feeds it weed all day and, and <laughs> the raccoon can't walk. Oh. And uh, Cassandra, Cassandra Williams, who's an ex 911 operator in Houston, who was just convicted and got 10 days in jail and 18 months probation for hanging up on. Uh, Thousands of callers. I say it. Yeah. I, I have one last one. James Marion Sims is the doctor um, that did the stuff for anesthesia, yeah. non anesthesia on enslaved women. And also the Harvard police for beating up on a naked black man. Okay. We got yeah. something just for you. Well, we got Here's right my empire. My Yeah, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with Kevin and Red Wine. But it is. Oh, okay. okay. Go, Kevin. Okay. My last word is um, whole family clothes. Okay. That is so important nowadays. Folks that are out there that are caregivers for, it could be a family, it could be a friend, it could be a lover, it could be a spouse, whatever. Just whole family clothes. Also, want to give a shout out to Shirley Wade. Um, our prayers and thoughts are going out to you, and also Miss Ice. Right, that's my last word. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Prince and all of the relatives and extended family of Prince. Um, I still miss them, and I know that all of the Prince believers, the Purple Brigade, all of the Purple family, we still miss him, and we still hold his memory up. And keep the memory alive. That's all I can say. Over to you, Papa. I like to say goodbye to the age of the Aries and welcome in the age of the Taurus, right. which is my mother's side. Mother's side. And um, and I'll to the McCoy family in Philadelphia. Good friend of mine back in the day named Ricky McCoy passed away. He's about to, about Aww. sixty years old. Shout out to Ricky. Good friend. I mean, uh. The Fonz when we was in high school. Brother was so cool. <laughs> okay. Yes, Ricky McCoy. All right. All right. All right. We gonna... Ready? All right. We're out of here. Same time. Same time. We'll be back fr- next Friday night. 9.15 CP time. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> See you next Friday night. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Caravatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night.
Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, <laughs>